For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Uh, all this week, we'll be talking to Devin Kahn. Devin, welcome. Hey, John. Or I guess I should say Rev Dev, Reverend Devin Kahn. That's much better. <laughs> yeah, much your, better. your official title. Right. Um, Devin has been in youth ministry. Uh, I guess, what, did you start in youth ministry at Highlands? Or did you I did start as junior high coordinator at Highlands in 2007. Okay. Yeah, so um, he's been at Highlands Presbyterian Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi since 2007. I uh, grew up in Orlando, Florida, and so moved to Mississippi uh, from there to start ministry at Highlands. Graduated from Reformed Theological Seminary when? 2015, I believe. Okay. Um, more importantly, married to Karen uh, in 2013. Um, he has two sons. Um, and has recently transitioned into a new role at Highlands. Uh, so why don't you tell us just a little bit more about your family and then also your new role at Highlands? Yeah, our boys, uh, Macklin and Ellis, uh, they're three and one, three and a half and one and a half to be exact. Um, you got to get the half in there. That's true. The half is a is a big deal, especially at that <laughs> They'll call yeah. you on that every time. That's true. Uh, yeah, we've uh, been living here the last five years uh, in Madison, Ridgeland area, uh, and took a new role this past year as the assistant pastor of student ministries, and that includes oversight to college and senior high, uh, while still working directly with junior high. So I still work mostly with junior high students. Uh, but now work a little bit more with college and senior high while giving oversight and insight to those ministries. Nice. And uh, Devin is a, a good friend. We've known each other, I guess, since you moved here, 2007. Um, and just an encouragement there, anybody listening, uh, relationships with other youth workers is a, are absolutely vital um, in youth ministry. So just there's something about, I mean, obviously um, having those you know, friendships, but friendships with people at other churches that are doing the exact type of work that you're doing. Um, so, yeah, grateful for Devin's friendship. Glad to have you on the podcast. We didn't get to have you on uh, the, the first season. Part of it is is because Devin has a radio voice, and I don't, and so I'm just envious of his, <laughs> his radio voice. Um, so with that said, uh, are you ready to get, get started, Devin? I am ready, and I will second your uh, statement about how it's good to have friends that are doing the same thing. And I, I, that is one reason I like this show, is that it does give a sense of, okay, there are other people out there struggling with the same things I'm struggling with and thinking about the same things I am, and there's there's something comforting about that. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, that's part of our, our hope and mission for this podcast, so it's good to, good to hear that for sure, and 
Um, segwaying into our, our question for today, uh, as many know, this next season of The Local Youth Worker, we're focusing on frequently asked questions. Um, so uh, that's what we're going to begin with today and really just the, the general question uh, we are typically going to ask, and that's for you, Devin, is what's the most frequently asked question uh, you get from your students? And then kind of how did you go about answering that? We know that there's going to be a lot of overlap here uh, with youth workers, but we know uh, different ministry contexts, people are going to have vastly different answers and questions they're dealing with. But what's the most frequently asked question you get typically, Devin? Yeah, as was said before, I work mostly with middle school students. And so when I'm in a one-on-one situation or in a small group situation, it's going to be with sixth grade guys or one eighth grade boy or something like that. And so... Heady uh, theology there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're not coming to me with, you know, the origins of the earth questions (laughs) and why uh, God did this or did that most of the time. Occasionally they will, and we'll talk about some of those. I would say the the biggest concern uh, for the students' lives that I work with are relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, the most common conversation I have with students starts out as a monologue of them just going off on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um And it could be because they're so mean or they're so selfish or they're so weird or whatever the case may be. It it comes across as a monologue of them condescending in in their words upon this person. Um, And so with that said, I would say the question that they're not asking me, but basically summarizes a lot of our conversations is this, why are they like that? Hmm. Why are they, why are they so weird? Why are they so mean? Why are they such an awful person? Um, Hmm. And so I think most of our conversations revolve around talking about other people uh, and a lot of trashing goes on of other people. Uh, so I would say that's the most common question that our students wrestle with. Uh, why is that other person like that? Hmm. And so when, when you, I mean, one, yeah, I guess I'm thinking a lot of different things, but the first is that there's a sense in which it's encouraging. Um, one, that they're talking to you, an older believer. Um, we know that, you know, as you're talking about middle school boys specifically, uh, they're not known to have <laughs> much conversation with anyone. Um, I, I know just being a youth minister for a while, p- parents often lament, I just can't get my son to open up. I can't get my son to talk. So the fact that you have students talking to you, that, that's a good sign. Um, and, but, but typically, you know, as they're opening up and they begin, you know, to trash the other person or uh, whatever, do you – um, how do you begin that conversation? Do you kind of sympathize with them and then do you, you know, steer them away of, well, you know, this person is an image bearer or where, where do you go with that? Yeah. And, and I would say to, to what you said, I would say most often they're trashing somebody, not one-on-one to me directly, but they're trashing somebody in a small group setting where they kind of start talking to each other. Uh, especially for guys, girls will, trash somebody to me one-on-one and have no problem with that. 
they're much better communicators of <laughs> their feelings. And so they're able to do that. But usually the trashing goes on where they're talking to each other and I just kind of have to hmm. chime in or meet with them later or something like that. Um, but yeah, so usually when, you know, a person has a question, anybody, whether it's a student or not, you know, usually I would very much uh, take the approach of listen carefully, ask lots of follow-up questions, and especially for a junior high student or a middle school student, especially with guys, they have a hard time communicating. And it's not always that they don't want to communicate, they just don't know what to say. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to put words to their feelings. And so with middle school students, you have to be very patient and you do have to do most of the talking and you, it's almost as if you have to try to guess what they're feeling and communicate it and have them nod their head. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, but when it comes to them trashing somebody, this is a little bit different approach I take where I usually cut them off. Mm. Um, you know, usually you, with most questions, if not 99% of questions, you let them talk and talk as much as they will and can. And you ask lots of follow-up questions and you just really listen hard. But with this one, uh, I usually cut them off uh, in mid-sentence and just kind of gently say, hold on a second. Let's take a break from focusing so much on this person. Let's turn the spotlight back around and point it towards us for the next few minutes. Um, and so, uh, and I usually say, I usually use the spotlight as a kind of an illustration of, you know, we've got the spotlight on this person and it's shining really bright. Uh, let's just go ahead and turn that around on us. And usually they laugh a little bit <laughs> uh, and they kind of just like, they know they, you know, it's not like they've put up much of a fight. Um, and you have to do that several times during a conversation, too, because it's just so easy. That spotlight just turns on somebody so fast and without them even thinking about it. Um, so you just kind of have to gently go, hold on, hold on. Let's just pause, time out, take the spotlight. Let's turn it back around on us and let's talk about that. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's good and that's that's helpful. And I mean, that's a. You know, something we might have even said on this this show before, um, you know, kind of applying this to youth workers for a second. Um, what, what the Lord showed me a long time ago that, that humbled me was, you know, you, you typically have a few students that can be hard to love in ministry. <laughs> and uh, maybe just one or two, I don't know, maybe not that many. Um, but, you know, you have some that are challenged sometimes. And uh, the Lord humbled me to, to realize, you know, as, as hard as it is for me uh, to love that student, that's just a small taste of what it was like for the Lord to love me and reach out and, and show grace and mercy to me. And so just humbling me by that to, to reach out to that student, that's, that's difficult. And so obviously bringing that you know, to bear in the lives of these students, uh, like you said, turning the spotlight back on them. Um, and letting them, you know, see that and see that there are ways in which, hey, they might be a little annoying at times or they might be provoking this person to, to make the relationship difficult and then bringing the gospel, you know, to bear in the midst of that. Um, but no, I think that's a that's a very helpful approach. And I think you're good to, and right to, to cut them off. Like you said, typically listen. But, you know, when they're bashing and it's getting into gossip and all that, I mean, that's sin. <laughs> and it's probably not a good idea just to let that kind of um, continue on. Um, so I think you're, you're wise to, to cut them off. And then, like you said, bring the spotlight back on um, in somewhat of a humorous way, but at the same time, truthful way. So uh, that's, that's really good, Devin. 
Um, anything else you want to add to any of this before we close this out? Anything with relationships there? Yeah, I would say the one, you know, you mentioned gossip as a sin. The, uh, another sin I would bring up with them is pride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's the Pharisee in the scriptures that prays, thank you, Lord, that I'm not like them. And so I would bring up that passage. I think it's Luke 18 um, or Luke 15. No, Luke 18. Um, You keep talking. I'll look it up to be sure. There you go. Yeah, please do. Luke 18, I believe, is when the tax collector and the Pharisee go up to pray. And that's what the Pharisee prays. So I would just I would talk about pride with students. Uh, Pride is just everywhere. It's in all of us. Um, And it takes the approach of you know, that person's so terrible, that person's so weird. Thank God I'm not like them. Um, and so, I, yeah, I would just, that's the sin I would bring up a lot when it comes to trashing other people um, is this attitude of thank God I'm not like them. Um, because the truth is, and this is what we point out to our students, is that, yeah, they are messed up. They are. They can be annoying. But, man, we are so much more messed up. Uh, spend, so spend less time evaluating them, spend less time thinking about their weaknesses and spend more time thinking about your own weaknesses because you can't change them. You can't alter their behavior. You can't make every person out there, you know, the perfect person for you and to interact with you the best. Uh, but you can work on your own sin. You can address the, the log in your own eye. And so, uh, we just have to constantly and, and tell them, look, it's so easy uh, to turn the spotlight on people. We do it all the time and it just comes so natural. And so it's just this ongoing note, turn the spotlight back on me, address my sin, address my pride. Uh, how am I taking the I'm better than you approach right now? And, and uh, how do I need to correct some of my sin? Yeah, that, that's really good. Really, And I, I guess first off, yeah, it is Luke 18 verse nine and following. So you, you, you're right on that. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's good. And that's helpful to, to get them. I mean, one, you know, we've got to help our students see their sin, uh, but we need to do it in a way that's gracious and loving and not just rubbing their face in it. Um, but I know some people might want to kind of back off and say, you know, I don't want to be, you know, harsh or, or whatever, but it's, it's vitally important that <laughs> our students, especially as they're young, they begin to see their sin and their need for Jesus. Um, so yeah, I think you're, you're right to highlight, you know, the Pharisee, the pride that's there, um, and, and just how quickly and easily and naturally it is for, because of our sinful nature to judge another person and to see their glaring imperfections, but miss our, (laughs) our imperfections, um, that we think are not so glaring. So, um, that's a lot of good advice. Devin, anything else you want to add? Uh, I think, I think you've covered it. That's good. All right. Thanks, Devin. 